name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. Hey, everybody. I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I still have a disability. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. It is. Today, Jonathan, we're going to talk about one of my favorite projects. But before we get into that, I just wanted to thank everybody out there, because as you know, because you're the one guiding our social media, we are really starting to blow up a little bit. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, uh, it's, uh, I, I can't explain the process, but it's kind of like you got to get the ball rolling. And then once the ball kind of gets rolling, it almost takes on a life of its own. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, and I don't like bragging at all, but this is kind of cool. I just wanted to share a couple of numbers. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah. We started this podcast on January 2nd of this year. At the end of January, I looked at the numbers, and we had 17 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Probably 14 was our family members, right? <laughs> right, I was just going to say. <laughs> so we had 17 listeners in January. We just looked at the September numbers. Yeah. And we were at 1.15 million people on our website alone. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty insane. It's it's crazy, and then I noticed because I didn't even notice this, but you told me that our uh, our little Twitter following <laughs> started to pop too. Yeah, yeah, we were talking. I was like, "Oh, hey, by the way, we have over fourteen thousand followers now," and you're like, "What? No, I don't." <laughs> you know, it's crazy. The last I remember, I had like a hundred and eighty three followers, right? Yeah. And then Jonathan and I talk every day, and then you know, you and I talk every day, so. Two, three days ago, you're like, you realize you have 14,500 followers on Twitter? And I'm like, what? I thought I had 183. <laughs> Not 183,000, just Right, right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> and then, and then I, I told you this morning, like, we've been on the phone for two hours before we started this podcast. Yeah. I just told you two hours ago, I go, dude, I woke up this morning to 18,500 Twitter followers. Man. So... It is growing, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Sadly, I'm not. I mean, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still barely 5'4", but, but the show's growing, yeah. and we want to thank everybody out there because it's so much fun for him and I to do this. You totally, know? absolutely. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Please uh, you know, review us on social media. Share it with your friends. It's getting really fun. Absolutely. It's always been really fun. But finally now I start to feel like we actually have friends out there listening. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. So thank you. But today I want to talk about one of my favorite projects, which actually you're also involved in as a producer. Yeah, right? yeah. And the project is Pet Divorce Court. That's our topic for today. Nice, nice. Now... I don't think I'm getting divorced. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm, I love my wife to death. She's my best friend. I'm not getting divorced. At least she hasn't served me papers. <laughs> but or or she ha- or she hasn't moved out on you like the the other girlfriend you had, where your friend had to take you out to the baseball oh, game. Oh my god, Pamela! <laughs> Pamela in the late '90s. Yeah, she actually yeah just moved out without telling me. So anyway, man, Pet Divorce Court is a TV series I created, as you know. Yeah. And the series is divorcing couples that go to court to argue over who gets to keep the custody of their pet in common. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, right? When I when I first you know met you and talked to you and and it was because of of this project, I was just like, dude, this is a brilliant idea. Like it's it's seriously just like 
genius and and uh, I'm just it's one of those ideas when people hear it they're gonna they, it's like why didn't I think of that you know when you hear you hear an idea and you're like oh man that's so cool and it's like one of those things that's like right in your face but you just never think of it well you know it's funny I appreciate you saying that but what's funny is I want to share how I thought of the idea yeah but before I do that let me just tell you when I pitch it to people they give me a look and I get a couple of reactions right one reaction is just this really weird look, <laughs> and, you know, and they're like, oh, my God, that's idiotic as hell. And then they pause and they're like, but you're going to print money with that, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and other people just say, I don't get it. And others are like, you know, your reaction, like, oh, my God, that's that's really fun. Yeah. No, totally. So, so Jonathan, a couple of years ago, I was on a flight from New York to Los Angeles and for everyone who listens to this podcast, they know that I am not a quiet person. <laughs> <laughs> I like talking to people, right? Yeah. I love talking to people. Usually when people sit next to me, they think I'm a weird little guy, and they usually don't want to talk until I start engaging them. Yeah, yeah. And then we usually have a very long, very fruitful conversation. So I'm on the plane. The guy sitting next to me is probably in his mid-40s. Mm. And as soon as we took off out of New York, he starts crying. And I don't mean sobbing. I mean, he was crying. Mm. Right? Yeah. And so I wanted to, like, ask him what was wrong, but he kept on turning away from me because he was embarrassed that he was crying. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll leave him alone. Right? Two and a half hours into the flight, we're going over my home state of Kansas. And the guy's still, like, every now and then just breaking up and crying. Yeah. Like, he'll have, like, 15 minutes of, uh, of silence, and then he'll cry again. So finally I asked him, I go, excuse me, man, you know, do you want to talk about something? Do you need anything? And Jonathan, man, the floodgates open with the guy. I mean, he just turned to me, and he's like, oh, dude, I just got divorced. And I told him, I said, man, I'm really sorry. That's really sad. I'm sorry to hear that. And he goes, no, I don't care about the divorce. <laughs> he, he did. He goes, but my ex-wife, she took my dog, right? And I'm like, she did? In the, in the divorce settlement? And he goes, yeah. And the crazy thing is, she hated that dog. Oh, she man. never liked the dog. And I'm like, okay, man, that's me, right? Yeah, yeah. Then he goes, he goes kid, it gets, not kid, because we're about the same age, but I'm small, so people think right. I'm a little young. Right, exactly. Yeah. People, you know, look at my height and they're like, he can't be as old as I am. But I am. I'm an old dude. So anyway, you know, he goes, listen, that's not the worst part. The worst part is dot, dot, dot. She put the dog down. Man. You know, she killed the dog. Yeah. Yeah, just because, like, out of spite, like, just because. Out of spite. Yeah. The dog was completely healthy, you know, like a four-year-old, completely healthy dog. And somehow she found, I don't know how she did it. I was just, just going to say, I'm surprised, uh, you know, a veterinarian was like, sure, I'll put this completely yeah, healthy you know, dog down. She didn't, she didn't, like, shoot it or anything, but yeah. she actually had it, she had it euthanized. Man. And then she mailed him the euthanization letter. Which was wow. why he was crying, because he had this letter in his coat pocket. Man. Right? And he was reading it. And and I thought the letter was like, you know, the divorce letter. Yeah. It wasn't 
I'm going to divorce you because he's already divorced. He'd already lost a dog in the in the settlement. Yeah. The the letter was, hey, a-hole, you know, because you divorced me, because I guess he left her. Okay. Because you divorced me, I killed your dog. Man. And as this guy's crying to me, it just, a light bulb went off. I thought, wow, that's a TV show. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. And not a TV show to share people's tragedy, but I thought, how many tens of thousands or even millions of pets are caught in a situation where they're just like property? They're being fought over in court. Or, or not even, just like, you know, they're, they're pawns in, in, the, in the game of divorce, you know? Like, like right. this lady, she's like, I, I want the dog just because it's going to tick him off, you know? Like, and, and then, you know, hopefully a lot of other ladies couldn't get it to the point of euthanizing the animal, but they probably, you know, or it could be the guy, like, taking the cat or dog or whatever it is, despite of the other, of the spouse, and then they just don't take care of it. You know, like, ah, whatever, stupid mutt, you know, dumb cat, whatever, you know. I just wanted you because I knew it would make the other one mad, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I always teach Shahina because, like, she she loves Sonny. She loves our dog. But really, Sonny, uh, I'm the one that uh, primarily is, is Sonny's, like, best friend. Yeah. And actually, that's not even true. Sonny's best friends are my daughters. Nice. Like, to me, I'm just, like... The guy that feeds her. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Really, Sonny loves our girl a lot, right? So I always tease my wife. I'm like, hey, if we ever break up, I'm going to make sure you get Sonny. And she's like, no, no, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. Sonny's like laying down right next to me looking at me like, if I could flip you off right now, old man, I would. I would. (laughs) So... What's interesting about Pet Divorce Court is I realized when I created it that there's a lot of emotion because you're dealing with, you know, divorce, which is really, really ugly and sad. And then you're dealing with pets. And I'm not kidding when I tell you I have spoken to couples that care more about who gets the custody of their dog or their cat or whatever animal they have than even their car or their house. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's nuts. Yeah. And not that that's nuts, but it's crazy to think that, you know, they're family members. Yeah, they, have, yeah, they have an emotional connection to them as opposed yeah, to, like, their I, car or their house or whatever. Like, it, 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 It's such a, a wild thing. And I'll tell you, a few years back, we did a little promo, right? Yeah. And I put an ad in Craigslist. Like, if you have a real case out there and you're splitting up and you want to adjudicate your case on our, you know, show, contact me. Dude, we had so many people email us. It was crazy. I can believe it, yeah. You know, part of the reason is they were getting, um, at that time, we know we changed the focus of the show, but part of the reason was that I was, at that time, awarding money. Yeah, and then I realized that's a bad idea, man. You should just—it should just be about the custody, because when you award money, then you don't know why they're even doing it. Right? They just exactly. Want a couple thousand dollars. Exactly. They, it doesn't prove that they like the the cat or, or the dog or, or the bird or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember it being so contentious in my office when these people would come in, because they literally were taking their cases out of the Los Angeles County. Uh, you know, court system. 
and agreeing to adjudicate it on the show. Yeah. So remember, these people are divorcing, right? Yeah. It was really sad and equally as funny. <laughs> they would call the office and they'd be like, hey, my husband is, uh, you know, is he anywhere near? I don't want to see him. I don't want to be anywhere around him. If you guys want me to sign paperwork, I want to come in alone. And, you know, and I, of course we respected that. We're like, of course, of course. Right. So we had to like, even on set when we were doing the promo. Yeah. We had to keep them in different areas because these people just hated each other. Man. Now that, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was nuts. We had, uh, we had, I'll never forget. If I laugh, I'm not laughing at the situation. The situation's very sad. I'm just laughing at the whole day was so crazy when we did that promo. Yeah. Right? Because I, I directed it and, and we had like a live audience and it was, you know, fun. But I remember one lady saying that she had five animals in a one-bedroom apartment. Mm. Right? And then the, the judge, you know, the guy that did our promo, he said, well, no. How do they eat? And that's a lot of animals to feed. Right? Yeah. And you know what her answer was? No. Take a guess. Her answer was, they eat before I do. No kidding. Yeah. And that is the absolute level of love we're talking about. Yeah. Because, you know, she said that she's struggling, this woman, she's a lovely woman. She said that she's struggling after the divorce and she had all five animals in a one bedroom apartment and her ex-husband had this house with this huge backyard and he wasn't helping her, which I thought was just really ugly. Yeah, right? totally. It just was not good. He's not a good person. But the crazy thing about it is that case in particular, uh, the judge adjudicated um, a shared custody situation. No kidding. Yeah, because the guy traveled a lot and the woman was way more dedicated to the animals, but the guy had a big backyard. Yeah. Right. So the judge is like, listen, uh, you travel too much to have full custody. And, and your ex-wife has a one-bedroom apartment, but she's obviously far more loving to these animals than you are. So, you know, they actually worked out a deal to where when he's out of town, she will stay at his house, which I think is interesting and weird. <laughs> you know, so she can have a backyard and take care of the yeah, animals, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was just a wild, wild ride, um, you know, creating it and then... It has it's had its ups and downs, but then last year when I you know I, I guess it's been close to two years now, when when I met you, originally you interviewed me on your podcast. Why don't you tell yeah. everybody what your other podcast is? That you yeah, do? so I, I I have a podcast called the Crowdfunding Cast, and so I interview people running crowdfunding campaigns, whether it's Kickstarter, Indiegogo, whatever. And I, I saw Haman's uh, campaign on Indiegogo, and I reached out to him and just said, hey, it's a cool idea. You want to, you know, be interviewed on my podcast? And here we are. <laughs> and, and here we are. And you know what's awesome about that is you never told me you were blind for the first two, three weeks that we knew each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, like, like I said before, I never, I never go out of my way to point out, you know, that I'm blind, which, you know, before I even go further with that, which funnily enough, you pointed out 
you open up the podcast now saying, hey, I'm a blind guy. <laughs> so. You know, it's funny. It's, it's, hey, look, if I do nothing else for you, and I want to be friends with you until my last breath, but if I do nothing else for you, at least I got you to be way open about it. Did I not? Yeah, no, totally. And, and I, I, was, I was honestly, like, inspired by you, like, you know, just seeing how you know, you have, you have, you know, difficulties, you have this disability and like you are successful and overcome stuff. And so we're, we're, we're starting to work together and do stuff. And I'm like, you know what, this guy is not going to like care if I say I'm blind. Cause he's, he's totally the same boat as me. So, oh, man. so I'm, not in the, I'm not just in the same boat. I'm sitting next to you, man. <laughs> and that boat is aimlessly floating in the ocean somewhere. So that, <laughs> no direction, but we're there. We're definitely there. So that's why I just told you. And you're just like, what really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like totally blind and got in a car accident and, you know, I, I, things just kind of took off from there. You know, what's really funny. And is my father's birthday is October 1st, mm. right? And his birthday is right before yours. Yeah. So I was visiting him and my mom over the weekend, right, for his birthday. And my mom took me aside and she actually listens to all of our, well, not all, but most of our episodes. Yeah. Right. She took me aside and she goes, why do you start the podcast saying that Jonathan's blind? And I'm like, because he is. And he goes, why do you say you're disabled? And I'm like, because I am. And then she goes, why do you need to tell people that? And I said, because that's kind of what defines me. You know, <laughs> yeah. I would be the same son if I weren't. And then she goes, but you guys have so many interesting things to talk about. Why do you need to remind people? And I remember telling her, I go, mom, it's not about reminding people. It's about not hiding it. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah, it's very different. You yeah, know? that's a good. Point. But my mom is always like, you know, I think I've told you before that the natural resting place for my left hand arm is against my chest. Yeah, right. And it's just my natural resting place, right? Yeah. And so what I'll do is I'll be in a party with my mom, and now I used to get so pissed off at this. Now it doesn't even phase me anymore because I know she's going to do it. Yeah. I'll be talking to somebody and she'll just walk over and pull my left arm down to try to straighten it. Yeah. Right? And it looks so weird and it doesn't hurt me uh, physically, but it looks so odd. And I look at, I used to like yell at her. Yeah. But then I realized if I'm yelling at my mother in public, it's probably not looking good. So I just kind of look at her and I make a joke. And my joke usually is, hey, mom. It hasn't straightened out in many decades. It's not going to straighten out today. Right? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share Pet Divorce Court because it is something that we're going to be shooting the first key episodes for in early 2018. And, and something else that I wanted to, uh, to be very sensitive about regarding Pet Divorce Court, is uh, we actually want to shoot it in Las Vegas, mm. as you, you know. But what's interesting is I, me and Noah, Noah Pitifer, who's also one of the other producers on the show, me and Noah were in Las Vegas days before the, the recent massacre. Yeah, yeah, I remember and that. And not just that, I stayed at the Mandalay Bay Resort. I stayed at the Delano that's on the Mandalay Bay no kidding. Resort, resort site. Right? Man. You know what's interesting? Soon after the massacre in Vegas, people reached out to me and they're like, well, I guess you're not shooting Pet Divorce Court in Vegas anymore. Right? Mm. 
And I'm like, of course I am, man. It's especially now, right? Yeah, I no, mean, definitely. Now, now I really want to want to help the community. But yeah. I wanted to anyway. But but now absolutely I want to help. You know. Yeah, no, I don't definitely. Know, I don't know how a crazy little TV show would help the healing of a community, but if we can do anything to, to do that, I want to support their community. Yeah, no, absolutely, definitely. You know? So that is, uh, you know, that's my crazy little journey in Pet Divorce Court. But I'll tell you one thing. The one thing that I learned from the time we did the promo to now that we're going to do the first several episodes is the following. I want to make... All of the all the judgments, right? All the decisions that are done by whatever judge we wind up going with, yeah, are going to be adjudicated in the very best interest of the actual pet. Yeah, yeah. Meaning, just if somebody comes and says, "Hey, Hamad," or not, he, they they wouldn't be telling me because I'm not going to be the judge. <laughs> but if they say, "Hey, judge," um, you know, I bought the dog. I, you know, I bought the dog. Here's my paperwork. That's not going to hold more water than somebody saying, here's proof that I walked the dog for the past seven years, that I trained the dog, that I went to PetSmart to give dog training classes with the dog, blah, 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 blah. Like, here's all the pet bills, like, you know, the, the, the pet, uh, you know, the right the bills and stuff. I take care of them, you know, the cat or dog or whatever gets its shots, you know, that you're actually taking care of the animal. Yep, yep. Because I do not believe these cases should be adjudicated just as property. Yeah. Like, hey, I bought the dog or the cat or the bird or the rat or whatever. I bought it, so it's mine. That's not really fair. Because just buying something that's a living creature does not give you the right, I believe, to just have it if you don't treat it well. Yeah, yeah. You know? You know, and we had this other... <laughs> we had this... This is so mean. It's so mean. We had this other random couple... Mm. For no apparent reason, put their cat in a, a, a boarding, boarded their cat for two months. Okay. And the judge is like, well, were you vacationing? Were you gone? Were you out of the country? They're like, no, we just got bored of it. So we put it in, you know, in a cage <laughs> for two months. And I'm thinking, you know, after like two weeks, doesn't the place that you're boarding it call you and say, you know, if you're in town, why are we boarding your animal? I guess as long as the check's clear, maybe they don't care. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that mean, though? It is. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it, it's sad. So do you have any crazy questions or any questions about uh, the show, which you're actually a producer on, so you should have some. <laughs> no, I just, I, I you're also uh, going to make these, like, I think when the people, you know, sign the papers, like, these decisions are kind of, like, final, right? Like, so whatever the judge decides... They can't go back to someone else and be like, oh, well, that, that doesn't count. It was, you know, we had on pet divorce court, so let's go to, like, a, a quote-unquote real judge and, and, ha- and get this decided. Like, once the decision's made, that's it. There's no, you know, they, they can't, like, appeal it or whatever, can they? Well, they can appeal it if they like, but the one interesting thing about it is uh, it, it's binding arbitration to, to get legal a little okay, bit. Okay, okay. The decisions will be binding arbitration, meaning that you're saying I'm taking my case out of California Superior Court or whatever state's court. Yeah. They come from Nevada, Nevada, whatever. Right. I'm taking my case out of the court system and I'm both parties are agreeing to adjudicate their issue on the show. Now, if they don't like 
if it's me and somebody else getting divorced and the somebody else, you know, I mean, you know, my wife gets Sonny, the dog, the custody would go to her, mm, right? Mm. Right at the end of the show. Now, if I want to go to another court and try to get my dog back, that's a totally separate issue. Okay, I see, I see. And, and, then, and the and most fun part about the show that I haven't mentioned yet, mm. the pets are going to be in the jury box. I, I was just going to ask, are the pets, are they going to have the pets in, you know, in the courtroom with them or? Not just in the courtroom, but actually in the jury box <laughs> with a couple of like <laughs> trainers that, that know the pets really well. Yeah. Right? So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be intriguing. And it, the cool thing is it's going to help tons of pets. It's going to help a lot of pets. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, because I'm sure a lot get mistreated after a divorce. Like, again, because they, they end up with the wrong person. Well, absolutely. So we're going to help as many pets as we can that are on our show. But besides that, if the show becomes popular, God willing, then it'll at least try to create a positive culture around how pets get treated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. And, and if the show lasts one, two, three, four, five or so seasons, that'd be a dream if that happens. <laughs> but. But if the show does go on to season two, three, four, and beyond, that's creating a positive culture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even if you don't, put, this is how I think of it. Even if you don't watch the show, but you know the show exists, that still creates a positive culture. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Because you know somebody's doing it to help pets. Yeah. So that is my wonderfully insane, crazy little, hopefully <laughs> genius idea. Awesome. And so if you guys want to download the episodes, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Don't forget there's also 59 Seconds of Cloud9. And uh, you can check us uh, check out toysaccessible.com where there are toys there built specifically for children with all types of disabilities. And so these toys are created with their disabilities in mind. So check out toysaccessible.com. Absolutely. If you want to reach us, info at limpingoncloud9.com. That's info at limpingoncloud9.com. And that is, as always, the number nine. Yes. And everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We'll talk to you next episode. See ya.